everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Industrial Real Estate Podcast here at Cumberland. I'm Edison Vasquez. I'm part of the industrial team here in South Florida. I hope everyone is doing well. Thanks for joining us today. Today is episode 14, and, and on this episode, we're discussing COVID-19 and the accelerating demand for cold storage warehouses. Uh, this comes from a, a, a blog that we just posted on our website. You can look at our website, warehousesmarket.com. We posted it this week and how we're seeing the uh, demand for cold storage accelerating after this pandemic. And you can uh, follow us and uh, listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast, Google Play. Uh, you can also watch us on our YouTube channel. If you go to youtube.com slash Edison, you can see all of our episodes and all the videos that we do for industrial real estate. Thanks for following us again. You can follow me online and social media. You can follow me on Instagram at Edison Industrial, on Twitter, Edison CRE, on LinkedIn, Edison Vasquez PA. And of course, you can check our website, warehousesmarket.com. Thanks for joining us today. So, um, cold storage. Cooler warehouses are hot, basically um, has been a saying over the last few years as demand for cold storage has been increasing over the last uh, few years. And now after this uh, pandemic, the uh, coronavirus uh, here in the United States, the trend of cold storage has has exploded and is accelerating the trend of uh, grocery delivery, which increasing the demand for, uh, for cold storage. Um, according to some studies that, that we've looked at, uh, there will be an additional a need for 75 to 100 million square feet of refrigerated space over the next couple of years. So uh, lots of demand as the tr- tr- massive, massive trends and massive shifts in consumer um, consumption changes uh, from uh, going out to staying at home. And that creates a sh- uh, t- tectonic shift in the demand for, for groceries in general for food. Uh, which creates a demand for warehouses, but especially for cold storage warehouses. So uh, here we put uh, on our article, on our blog, we put five uh, trends that we to look for when uh, looking at cold storage uh, warehouses. The number one, and no surprise more important, is the, the e-commerce uh, grocery delivery is what's driving this um, this growth, the acceleration, um, whereas before the pandemic, it was more of a easy way to get uh, groceries or millennials were using it to get groceries to um, to their doorstep. Now it has become a must have a necessity where uh, the grocery store delivers directly to the consumer or um, it comes from a warehouse or it comes through uh, from a fulfillment center close by or through a third party, which is could be Instacart or Shift or one of the major or Uber, one of the major delivery <coughs> services that are available right now. So e-commerce has is, continues to fuel and it will expect to continue to fuel this demand for uh, for grocery delivery and food in general. So food perishables all the way from fish to meat and uh, and produce that are kept at different temperature, different rooms. And they must be accommodated and, they, and more importantly they had to be close to the location close to the consumer which creates a demand for cold storage facilities um, so number one trend is the e-commerce uh, you see amazon jumping in this trend walmart heavily target also jumping in the trend and plus grocery grocery chains kroger or the national chains uh, grocery chains 
getting into the um, deliver grocery delivery, which is fueled by people staying at home and not going uh, not going out as as often as they did before. Whereas the trend was coming up, but over this pandemic, that trend has con- ex- exponentially increased and create a fuel uh, for the amount of cold storage. Uh, second trend to watch out as this this uh, demand for cold storage increases is the consolidation of public warehouses that specialize on cold storage such as preferred freezer u.s cold storage other uh, similar type of regional regional or local cold storage facilities that um, store food or similars for for restaurants for groceries or for final delivery um, these companies uh, are are going to keep consolidating and keep absorbing or acquiring to to uh, to acquire and and uh, and create economies of scale. So you will see more acquisition, more companies coming together, merging into creating larger larger cold storage facilities that they own or they lease and operate, and in different different ways that uh, that makes it more efficient. And at the end, it might it might help the consumer get the, the groceries or the food um, cheaper in a cheaper way. Number. Um, Number three, uh, trend that to look for for the cold storage is something that um, we're probably seeing now since this pandemic is uh, smaller fulfillment centers inside the um, retail center. So you see big boxes such as uh, Costco, Walmart, Target, and other similars uh, where you go and shop. But part of this shopping center or this retail box can be turned into a fulfillment center. And just a, a few weeks ago or last week, you heard the news that uh, Amazon had been in talk with um, mall owners that used to have Sears or JCPenney into using those um, spaces as fulfillment centers uh, because they have a great location. They're very close to the population. So perfect acquisition or perfect use of that space that uh, could be used for fulfillment center. Now, I think that was only temporary, but it's a trend that, uh, that we'll probably see uh, more as as uh, people demand and groceries are perishable so they need to be delivered instantly so you will see uh, small fulfillment centers inside the retail stores or inside the retail centers that are um, for delivery or curbside or any uh, direct to consumer um, item uh, number four item number four to watch as this uh, demand for cold storage continue is the uh, shift in uh, in consumer from dining in to more delivery and takeout, <clears throat> whereas you saw uh, before people would go out a lot and go to a restaurant, go to a bar, and, and now that shift has changed uh, to being curbside or dine or pickup or outside. Uh, and, and although some of the demand might come back, more people people will come back once everything hopefully normalizes. People will come back and eat at the restaurants. Uh, but maybe not everything, and people will prefer to um, get the, get the food and go home or go to a park or go somewhere else. So there's a shift for some of the restaurants that may not need the retail anymore, may not need the retail side where they can set up their location inside a warehouse, whereas a food processing facility or a food production um, with the name of the restaurant and that takes that food directly to the consumer. And we see that here here in Miami, we saw a few a few restaurants doing that, moving from the retail into a, a production facility where they can customize the meals, package the meals and send them direct to the consumer. So we see that as a trend. Um, and again, that creates demand for uh, 
for uh, cold storage as, as a food production you will need refrigeration you need freezers you need drains grease traps and other items that are needed to uh, get an FDA or USDA approval when uh, doing food production so that again shifts the demand from retail to industrial and specifically cold storage and uh, number five um, trend that to look for on the on the cold storage warehouses it's the um, automation um, and, and this is general in the industrial real estate is the automation of warehouses uh, how can you build taller warehouses where you can pack more cubic feet instead of square feet because as a tenant or owner you have you're paying for square footage but you can use cubic feet so if you can build a higher warehouse where you don't have a lot of personal going out going up and getting the picking up the boxes picking up the products the produce the fish it can be automated and make it more efficient um, that will help uh, solve a lot of problem and lower the cost if, if if a company is looking to locate close to a cvd close to a uh, a downtown area with uh, with land is scarce or expensive they have to find ways to maximize the um, the space and lower the cost which means making the warehouse higher so they can pack more product and justify the cost of the land and you see that in two-story warehouses that are popping up um, in in the west coast and in new york um, and we'll probably see that uh, happen in the cold storage the automation of cold storage facility i think there's a lot of probably the larger companies as U.S. Cold Storage, Freezer, they will have uh, those automation in place, but as more consolidation comes in, that automation will continue to, to grow and there will be more automation of warehouses, cold storage warehouses that will that we'll see um, being put in place. Um, so these are the five, the five trends that we see on, um, on cold storage as the demand for cold storage has increased over the last uh, few months over the last year it has been in, last few years has been increasing but the last few months just took a rocket fuel and increased that that demand for for cold storage and there will be more um, demand for it as people continue to stay to stay home on our office our team we specialize in industrial space and one of our spe specialties it's uh it's cold storage we've uh, done uh, more lease and sell transactions for cold storage and freezer refrigeration than any other broker here in south florida and we're proud of all of all those transactions that we've done just this year we, we recently closed on two uh, buildings that we sold same seeing the trend of cold storage we sold 157,000 square feet uh, facility um, here in, in Miami sold to a real term an investment fund that was fully leased to a food production company food distribution for 10 years and then at the same time we uh, we close uh, right after that we close on 80,000 square feet fully leased to another investment fund that bought the facility as cold storage so both facilities cold storage refrigerated and um, and we have uh, other and in our market we have other properties that we are marketing and that we see a lot of activity for uh, produce flowers and other related um, uh, perishables items so that's the trend that we see in uh, on, on staying on the investment side um, i've been in business for 10 years and um, before when i started or even halfway through my career investment funds such as Prologis and other larger funds were not open to um, in cold storage they will not want 
refrigeration, cold storage in the facilities, or they will outsource that to the tenant. The tenant will be, it will be the tenant responsibility. Over the last few years, that has changed on a 180-degree turn where now those landlords are eager and even new funds are being raised to buy cold storage facilities. So that's a shift that has that has changed over the last couple of years where there has been more um, enthusiasm for investors to acquire cold storage facility as they see the trend increase and the demand for cold storage facilities uh, go up. Um, and um, so th those are the five trends that we are looking for and those are the, what we see here locally and that continues to replicate across the country um, as this COVID-19 or coronavirus um, keeps uh, people at home. Uh, hope this helps and um, uh, on that same topic we're going to give you um, our feature property for, for, uh, for this time and it's related to cold storage. We have a property that's for lease, it's, uh, it's a produce distribution company, a produce distribution property. We have up to 81,000 square feet of industrial um, uh, space that is refrigerated for produce, uh, about 34 degrees. It's located at 12707 Legion Road here in Miami, Florida. It's up to 81,000 square feet available for, for lease. 32 dogs, uh, high ceiling of 17 to 19 foot clear, and a lease rate of $13 um, per square foot uh, industrial gross. So it's, it's a great facility that um, that we have available, and we had some inquiries uh, on it, um, and some people looking at it. But as of now, it's fully available, and we think it's, it will be it will be leased uh, pretty quickly here, as more as there's demand, and, and it takes time to develop. Uh, refrigerated facility doesn't happen overnight. It, it, it can take five, six, seven, eight months to prepare and, and set up a, a cold storage facility. So having one that's ready creates a lot of value and saves a lot of time, permits um, for the user to come in and, and plug in basically into a ready-to-go cold storage facility, um, ready-to-go. So this is our this is our property. Uh, again, 81,000 square feet available for lease here in, here in South Florida that is uh, ready to, ready to go. Uh, we can accommodate uh, spaces from 10,000 all the way to 81,000 square feet um, with refrigerated space to 34 degrees. And uh, before we, we conclude, um, I, we always like to give you an industrial tip related to what we're talking and uh, we always like to help and find ideas. Uh, so the industrial tip for this episode is um, mostly for, for owners or tenants who have equipment refrigeration equipment in their in their facility what we're seeing a lot of times is if they you sign a lease 10 years ago and you build the space and now you want to vacate the space the landlord will tell you you need to remove that remove that equipment and take that equipment with you and leave it back to dry space what happens is it's really expensive to remove that that uh, that equipment bring down the sprinkler heads uh, lights and put the space back to the way it was so it becomes a challenge so what uh, we have um, suggest uh, some clients and what we think it works it's to um, with a year in advance uh, put your space for sublease uh, and find another company similar to you or that's in the pressure business that will take your equipment or your space um, and do a, and that company will do a new lease with the landlord 
they will take over your equipment. They will either pay you or just take over your equipment and responsibilities of the equipment. And that way you are, you don't have to remove the equipment. You don't have to take the equipment out, which will save you time and money. And as, and uh, the landlord won't have to uh, enforce you to uh, remove the equipment. So that's a great way for you to uh, move the equipment and save you save you time and, and headaches on removing the equipment. So find uh, put in the, get your broker to put the space on the market for sublease. That way they can solicit companies to come look at the space with a mind of finding a long-term solution where the new company will come in and sign a new lease and they will take over your equipment um, for the, uh, uh, the regeneration equipment that will eliminate the need for t removing it. So I hope this helps. Uh, we always try to bring you the, the latest and the, and the most information on industrial real estate. Our team specializes on industrial space here in South Florida, uh, but we help clients nationwide through our network of CCIM and SIUR so we can help uh, a lot of companies locate space and uh, sell, selling or leasing of industrial space um, na nationwide. Um, you can visit our website, warehousesmarket.com, for all the information, including this latest blog, blog post on cold storage. You can uh, find me online at Edison Industrial on Instagram, on Twitter at Edison CRE, on, on LinkedIn at uh, Edison Vasquez PA. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Hope to see you again next time. Tune in. Please also look at our podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts or whatever you get your podcast. You can also watch us online on YouTube at youtube.com slash Edison. Thanks for joining us again. Have a great day. Make it profitable. Uh, take care. Audio jump.